Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 1063 of the Juicebox podcast. Friends, I'm going to be speaking with Jonathan today. 16 years old, has had type 1 diabetes for five years. He's from a very small town and does a fantastic job on this podcast today. Jonathan's using Control IQ, and his mom is a big listener to the show. While you're listening, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. Would you like to save 40% off of your entire order at CozyEarth.com? You can with the offer code JUICEBOX at checkout. You can also get five free travel packs and a year's supply of vitamin D when you make your first order at drinkag1.com slash juicebox. Are you newly diagnosed or looking to start over? Check out the Diabetes Pro Tip series that runs between episode 1000 and 1026. If you can't find them in your player, I mean, you should be able to, but if you can't, check them out at juiceboxpodcast.com, diabetesprotip.com, we're in the featured tab of the private Facebook group, Juicebox Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes. This episode of the Juicebox Podcast is sponsored by Dexcom. Dexcom.com slash juicebox. Head over now, learn about the Dexcom G7, the G6, how to get started, find out if you're eligible for a free trial, and so much more. Dexcom.com slash juicebox. Wear the same CGM that my daughter wears. Wear a Dexcom. My name is Jonathan. I am 16 year old and I've been living with type 1 diabetes for about the past five years. Five years. Yep. Yeah. And living in a small town in Kentucky, uh, go to a high, public high school, play on the soccer team and the tennis team there. Nice. nice. And. There's a few other kids that I know of that also have type 1 diabetes in the area. Are they friends or just people you're aware of? Uh, Kind of both. I know a few of them pretty well, and there's others I know of. Did you become friends with them because they have type 1, or did you know them prior to that? Uh, No, I didn't know them prior. Uh, My mom tried to start like a little type 1 diabetes group here. And it kind of fell apart, but a few people did show up, and I've become close to them. John, your mom loves you. She started a group just for you so you wouldn't be lonely. Did it work? We're not doing it anymore because COVID happened, so that kind of set that back. But Yeah, but you, you, you held on to some people from it. Yeah. It's interesting. It's excellent, actually. Like, small town, like, how many people about? Do you know? I would say maybe... Probably around 10,000-ish. Not too many. Okay. Kentucky, like, closer to Ohio or Kentucky like Kentucky? We're in the more southern part of Kentucky. Okay. All right. You were 11 years old when you were diagnosed. Do you have any brothers or sisters? Yes, I have two brothers and one sister, all younger than me. They're all younger than you are. Is yes. there is there anyone else in your family even going as far out as like aunts and uncles and people like that who have type one diabetes. I have a few great uncles with type one diabetes and one uncle with type one diabetes. The uncle and they're, I'm sorry, is your mom's side or your dad's side? 
This is my dad's side. Okay. Do you have any other autoimmune issues? Not currently. <laughs> John, you've been doing uh, your yeah. you've been doing your homework. You're like, not yet. <laughs> yeah. So how about again in the family? Celiac, thyroid issues, anything like that? I'm honestly not too sure. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's much more than type one diabetes. Anybody run to the bathroom after Christmas dinner? Something that could be that could, uh, that could be celiac. About that. <laughs> I don't think so. No, all right, all right. You know, no, nobody's ever like, wow, Aunt Pat gets up real quick after we finish the turkey and the mashed potatoes. Yeah. No, no, nothing like no. that. Okay, all right. Um, and I'm not making fun of celiac for the people listening. We're like, it's a very serious. <laughs> I know it's serious. I'm just trying to get John comfortable and calm and like so we can talk. Jonathan or John, what do you prefer? Uh, I really don't care. You can call me either one. All right, Pat, then that's what we're going to do. Um, let's see. 11 years old, what of any... I mean, if of any, if anything, I guess, what do you remember about being diagnosed? One of my teachers noticed, kind of noticed that I was going to the bathroom pretty often. She, I think she said it was about every hour or so. Mm-hmm. And she told my mom without telling my mom, if that makes any sense. And she already knew that, like, of the symptoms. So she's like, okay, we'll just go get him tested. So I suddenly... From my experience, I suddenly got pulled out of school, and I had no idea why. And we were going to the doctors, and we went to see a family doctor that we had known. And they gave us a meter, and they sent me down to get some labs done Mm -hmm. to primarily test my blood sugar. And then we went home, and with the meter they had given us, we had tested my blood sugar. And I was like, it read high, and I think... With that meter, it was over 600 or something like that. Wow. Do you remember how you felt? Well, previously, I had the flu that December, and this was around February. Mm-hmm. And so everybody had told, mom was getting kind of worried, and everybody had told her that it was probably just because the flu, and I got hit hard, and I'll eventually regain the weight. And then once the teacher had told her about those symptoms that she had seen, mom was like, yeah, this is definitely what it is. And so... Has your mom ever shared with you, was this something she was concerned about always because it was in your family? Uh, She did, has said to me that she knew that it was always a possibility that one of her kids would get it, but she never knew, like, when or, you know. No, I understand, but it does sound like it was in the back of her mind and because she she made the leap. Symptoms in the back of her head, so she was always kind of watching yeah. Yeah. She made the leap very quickly, which is great. And yes. probably why you're, um, weren't having a ton of symptoms besides the weight loss and the, um, and the bathroom thing. Hey, maybe that, do you think that teacher was a creep? She was just watching little kids go to the bathroom or <laughs> no. Um, actually that teacher has a son with type one diabetes. I don't, uh, he's older. No. I think, uh, he's, uh, grown adult now yeah i'm just kidding for sure but yeah she had she had also known about those symptoms and that's kind of the reason she kind of brought it up yeah i'd be interested to hear from a person in that perspective because maybe she didn't want to be the one to say it directly to your mom like maybe it's a you know what i mean like maybe something you don't want to be connected to in people's memories i wonder yeah you know what i mean anyway yeah uh, so how do you start like what's the what's the deal you get injections first they give you pens um, is it a pump and are you in charge or do your parents take care of it so when i first uh 
was diagnosed and we left the hospital, they had us on the pens and mainly the doctors would mess with the carb ratios and stuff. We didn't change much. And then pretty soon after maybe a month or so, they got us on a CGM. It was the Dexcom G5 at the time. So that helped a lot. And that like after finger sticking like almost eight times a day, like and then immediately getting onto the every five minutes you're getting a new reading. Mm. That was that was pretty fun for me for the those first few few uh probably months or so. Yeah. That I had that new experience, you know. You, you making it life easier. Yeah. And so that kind of outweighed for you the idea that you had to waste, wear something. Yes. Yeah. Did you have concerns about having to wear it? Oh, uh, not really. I've never really had very many concerns of having, uh, having to poke myself with that and leaving it on me every seven or so days of what it was. So you don't have a lot of thoughts about what do other people think about this? No. Yeah. Okay. And you play, what'd you say? Two different sports, right? I play soccer and tennis. All right. I'm not going to count soccer as a sport, but okay. You do two different activities. That's I'm just kidding. Jonathan. And, um, <laughs> and has it ever been a problem for you? Like, how do you find activity with diabetes? Like, especially in the beginning, were you able to keep going or was there a relearning process? At the time I was first diagnosed, it was like, it was just soccer for the middle school and, that wasn't the worst because I would normally, once I actually started playing uh, in starting, I would have my, as a tandem and I would just unhook it for the games that I played. Mm-hmm. And th- so that didn't bug me much, but there was, I think it was last year, the year before that I was in a junior varsity match and I was wearing the Omnipod on my arm, and that got torn off. And I didn't go out the game. I just tossed it to the sideline to fix it later because I wasn't worried about it. But that's probably the most that's happened with the technology during while playing sports. In all those games, that's not bad at all. Yeah. Did you learn to keep, like that there are better places to put them? Well, I, I guess my question is, which one are you using now? Are you on Control IQ? Or? Yeah, I'm on Control IQ now. Okay. Did you find when you disconnected to play that your blood sugars would get high afterwards or did they not? I think it honestly depended because obviously like when you're in the rush of the game, you have those adrenaline rushes, which always normally raise my blood sugar. But like also I have a lot of physical activity. Like I'm running up and down the field constantly. So yeah, I think it, and honestly I don't remember, but I think in the end, just thinking about it, it probably end up bouncing itself out and, maybe eventually having a load afterwards. Hmm. Have you learned how to do activity now with, I mean, staying connected and, and managing it like stably, or do you still disconnect to this day? It just depends right now. We're in the off season for soccer. And so I'm playing tennis right now, but for tennis, because it's not such a, physical sport i keep everything on and that works pretty well for at least tennis for um soccer though i'm not sure what i'm gonna do this next year last year i would normally just kind of flip it and tuck it into my shorts kind of to keep that on yeah all right um i I do want to so i want to ask you about management like specifically like do you handle it 
like present day right now, is anyone involved in your help? You know, is there people helping or are you doing it by yourself or? Mainly, it's mainly me. I carb count, I bolus for everything that I eat. Well, I shouldn't say everything I eat, but <laughs> you know, I'm doing all that. And, yeah. But my mom, she, she's a, she follows my graphs pretty consistently and she she knows like when she sees something in the graph consistently, she knows like what kind of changes to make. Like I'll make a few changes every once in a while, but yeah, she mainly makes the changes and I do pretty much everything else. Site changes um, is you, you keep track of them and when like your sites have to be changed and the CGM has to be changed. Yeah. I mean, I just keep track of it by the alarms that the devices give me. Okay. Oh, you pay attention to those alarms. Kind of. <laughs> how how often do you find yourself going? Oh, my CGM just expired. I I wasn't. I didn't remember that was going to happen. I normally do the changes in the evening, so it's not the worst when it expires. But I have done that before, where like I'll get the like thirty minute alarm, and then I'll go start something else, and then I, it'll expire. And like twenty minutes later, I'm like, oh, I need to change that. Yeah. I said to, so my daughter wore a G7 uh, last week uh, to try it, and she's going to go back and, and keep using it um, when her G6 has run out. And so I sent her a text. She's in college, and I said, uh, hey, you're in a great position here. You can put the G6 on, uh, you know, even maybe six hours before the G7 is going to expire, and then you won't have a gap without your CGM. And then she uh, didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm looking at a text from her now that says, I'm so busy at school. I don't know how I'm going to get any of this done. And um, I responded, time is a construct, <laughs> which is not going to be helpful for her. <laughs> uh, but I thought it was funny. Um, anyway. Uh, okay. So you're definitely using the G6 because you're using the control IQ. And right now in April of 2023, G6 is the only thing compatible with it. So, mm -hmm. but you've done both. You've done Omnipod 5, you've done Control IQ. It sounds like you've tried a number of things, but prior to that, you were just using a tandem pump. Yes. Okay. What made you try an algorithm at all? Now let's talk about the Dexcom G7. The Dexcom G7 is a small and wearable continuous glucose monitoring system. It sends real-time glucose readings to your Dexcom G7 app or the Dexcom receiver. Use my link, dexcom.com forward slash juice box to learn more and get started today. You will be able to effortlessly see your glucose levels and where they're headed. This way you'll be able to make better decisions about food, insulin, and activity. Once you're able to see the impact that those variables have on blood sugar, you'll begin to make more purposeful decisions and have better outcomes. My daughter has been wearing a Dexcom my daughter has been wearing a Dexcom product for so many years, I don't even remember when she started. But today she wears the Dexcom G7, and it is small and easy, and oh my goodness, are you going to love it. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. You can head there now and click on the button that will get you your free benefits check, or just hit that other button that says get started. When you use my links, you're supporting the production of the podcast. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Well, the first pump I was on was Tandem, and eventually they upgraded to the 
basal IQ, which was just it suspended your insulin when it it saw you're going low. And that that was honestly probably the first big game changer with how we manage because we could be slightly more aggressive to yeah. keep my numbers and trust that the pump would be able to uh, keep it stable because it would suspend the insulin. Mm-hmm. And then they upgraded it to control IQ where it pretty much did everything. It increased, it would give you those auto boluses. It decreased and it suspended your insulin. And then we could know that the pump could almost do pretty much everything as long as we had those main settings right, like the basal CF factor, you know. Yeah. Jonathan, where'd you learn all this from? By my mom, and she'd probably say the Juice Box podcast. Oh, okay. So. Oh, okay. Sorry. Oh, oh my God. Uh, we'll get back to that in a second. Hold on. Let me just write down, am I annoying to you? So, because you just explained that so clearly. Just, I can be more aggressive because the algorithm will try to stop. Even basal IQ, which was, you know, like you said, just cutting off your your basal insulin if it looked like you were going to get low. And you could be more aggressive. And that works, right? Like just yeah, yeah, getting some of the insulin up front ahead of the food um, in a more aggressive manner can sometimes help. What would you um, describe your eating style as? Honestly, it's probably pretty unhealthy. And it's... With carb counts, it's decently consistent. I'd say normally 60 to 100 carbs for almost every meal. So there's that somewhat consistent range that I eat. But it's normally like the quick processed food I can throw in the microwave for like two minutes and then just eat it. John, I'm going to have more younger people on the show because that was the most honest answer anybody's <laughs> ever given. I'm like, what's your, uh, you know, what's your fueling plan like, Jonathan? You're like, I go with pretty unhealthy. <laughs> Some people are like, like it's not. I'm yeah. a pescatarian. I'm like, yeah, are you? <laughs> so, but oh my. God. <laughs> so, <laughs> hold on, that really made me laugh. God, I'm trying to put myself in the ground as fast as possible. <laughs> Yesterday, I had a Twinkie hot dog. Um, but so you're, is it about quick, uh, accessibility it, to food? Is it about that you cook for yourself? Is your mom like a layabout? Is she not helping you with meals? What's going on exactly? Well, for like lunches and dinners, they normally cook like dinners. Like my dad, he's the, kind of the main cook in the family. Mm-hmm. He'll cook a, a pretty convenient dinner. That's good. So dinners is usually, but it, you know, we live in America. It's still like all the processed food and stuff. So obviously it's not going to be the best, but for lunches and, and uh, breakfast lunches tend to be at school and in the school food just isn't also the best. Cause no, that's also yeah, the quick processed stuff. They can just cook in mass amounts Do and you, breakfast. It's ends up being like oatmeal or something. I can just throw in the toaster. Yeah. So, don't, don't throw oatmeal in the toaster, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you a question. You have, a firmer grasp of what you should be eating than many people your age, but you're not. Do you not like like singular foods, like a piece of chicken or a piece of beef for, uh, you know, like asparagus? Like, are you not that person or do you, is it about time? It's honestly probably about time. Like I could sit down and I could like learn how to cook this stuff real nice and make it good. But, like, I I have a really busy schedule. Like, with school and then all the extracurriculars I do, I end up not being at home very often where I have that, like, 
30 minutes to an hour to be able to cook some nice chicken or a steak or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting because I think that when most people look at another person's lifestyle and they, you know, they make a judgment about it, they always say, Oh, they don't try hard enough or they don't understand me. They don't have money, but it's none of that for you. It's just, it, it seriously is just time and availability to that time. I, I know what you're talking about. It's, it's incredibly difficult to prepare a meal. I guess I shouldn't have said that. It's not incredibly difficult to prepare a meal. It's incredibly difficult to find the time to prepare a meal. And then you, you, you know, you have to cook it, you have to eat it and then clean it up. And before you know it, you're an hour, 90 minutes later. And for somebody like you, who's involved in activities and going to school and I mean, you have a, uh, are you dating? Uh, no, no. Yeah. That'll, what do you, what do you try that? And, um, <laughs> it, how come you're not dating? Nobody's interested or you're not interested. It's kind of sort of both. Like I have had some people ask me out, but like, it's either, I don't feel ready or like, I just kind of don't want to at the time. Like, yeah, you know, I understand it's part of time, you know, I, I get you. Do you mind telling me I don't, what I don't feel re- ready means? Putting in that time commitment, you know, like preparing myself mentally for the challenges it may bring, you know, because it's a whole new aspect to life. <laughs> Jonathan, I'm laughing because you have no idea <laughs> and you're not going to be able to prepare yourself mentally. I've been married for like ever. I don't know, like 26 or 27 years. And still twice a day, my wife says something to me and I think, what is she talking about? <laughs> Why are why are we talking about this? What's happening? Oh my god! Yeah, man. Oh, you have no idea. Have you considered being a monk? That's not a bad thing to do. <laughs> and keep, you know, keep it on the back burner. Um, listen, people are lovely, and you, you will get so much out of an interpersonal relationship that is special like that. And at the same time, it it'll be utterly confusing to you. I think it's I think it's growth, but that's if you get lucky and get a, like a decent person, like you could get a wacko. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. have you, any of your friends like dating somebody that they're like, Oh my God, I, the, the one I got is nuts. Has that happened yet? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Good times, Jonathan. Yeah. There's plenty of time for that. Don't rush. I, I like the way you're handling it. Do you know, it's interesting. If people are really listening, you sound like you come from a really solid family. You four kids, mom and a dad in the house. Your mom put a lot of effort into your, into your health, you play a couple of sports, you've really well spoken and understand everything. And yet I have found a way to infer that it's possible your mom is a layabout and your teacher was a creep. <laughs> and that your friends, girlfriends are all whacked out of their skull, which none of them, I just I'm just trying to be entertaining, Jonathan. But <laughs> I just it hit me a minute ago. It sounds like you have a really wholesome family life. And I'm like, why was that lady watching you go to the bathroom? <laughs> I just got up an hour ago. I'm not really awake yet. Uh, okay. I have to ask you just because of where you're at, a lot of pressure about drugs or are you able to stay away from it? For the most part, I've been able to stay away from it. The Honestly, the big thing is vapes. Like I've been asked to do vapes. I don't like, I know that there are a bunch of druggies all over, but yeah, I can pretty consistently stay away from most of that. What grade so. are you in? I'm a sophomore. What's the harshest drug you hear spoken about by kids? Every once in a while, it'll probably end up being like cocaine, but it's probably most commonly marijuana. Mm-hmm. And when they're vaping, are they vaping weed or are they vaping like oils and stuff like that? 
most of them will probably say it's oils, but I really have no idea. Mm-hmm. And so you've been able to keep a core of people around you who aren't doing that. Yeah, that's excellent. Good for you. Um, I'm assuming that you don't smoke cigarettes and uh, no. you don't drink. No, no. Do you think you will? Honestly, not sure, but I'm going to try and stay away from it as long as I can, because I just know the health, the health benefits from it, mm. from you, staying away from it. Do your parents drink? No. Yeah. You, I think that gives you a better shot, honestly, because it doesn't seem like part of life. I've, I've really noticed that, um, that people I know who came from households where there's like always beer or something like that, or there's wine in the evening. And it's just, it's very normalized, which I don't, I'm not really making a judgment about it, but I think when anything's normalized, then when you get older, you just think, Oh, I guess I'm supposed to drink coffee now, or you know what I mean? Like something like that. So, all right, Jesse, you play two sports. You're not dating. You're not smoking and you're not getting high and you're not drinking. What do you do with the rest of your time? Like I said, I'm really busy outside of school like, so because the bull sports almost practices every day, almost two hour, two, two, I'll call it one and a half hour to two hour practices every day with those sports. And I do, I do play the trumpet and that. Are you serious? Uh, yes. In the band, I play the trumpet and every once in a while they'll do an after school practice for like the whole band right before a concert or something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, outside of school, I'm probably home. I'd say roughly around five thirty to six almost every day. I have to ask you, and you don't have to answer if you don't want to. But I'm you're you're coming off like an enigma to me. I don't know if you know that word, but I'm trying to figure out. Are you how tall are you? I'm around six three. You're athletic. I would consider myself athletic. So you're a six three athletic soccer tennis playing trumpet player. Who's not dating, getting high, or drinking? I'll adopt yeah. you right now, Jonathan. What do you think of that? <laughs> My kids are gone. I could use a couple more years that are carefree, but with a person in the house. By the way, I called your teacher creepy earlier. Now I'm like, describe your body to me, Jonathan. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you're a bit of a. All right, I'm going to ask my last question to put this puzzle together. How, are you a decent student? Good student? Bad student? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, a, I'm an AB student. What are you thinking of doing after high school? I've been thinking a lot about electrical engineering or just something in engineering in general. Really? You think you could pull that off? Yeah. Your math is strong? Yeah, it's pretty strong. Wow. Jonathan, let me, can I say something to you? Sure. You can hold out. You're going to get a good girl. Do you see what I'm saying? Like you don't have to, yeah. don't, 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 um, you know, you know, is that what you're doing? Oh, is that what you didn't say earlier? Has somebody up to your <laughs> standards not come along yet? Not necessarily, like, right. but why are I you guess so, so polite too? What the hell is <laughs> happening here? How come all my, how come all kids aren't like you? Uh, I mean, you understand your diabetes, like you're thoughtful. Like, how did this happen? Did your parents do this to you, or is this natural? Honestly, they they have set like a good example of like what to look for, you know, like how to act around people. So yeah, I'd put most credit on them. Hmm. Religion a big part of your life or no? Oh yeah, it's a pretty big part. Okay, is does that have a, a hand in keeping you in line, or is this just who you are? We have like a small church here, so we're pretty tight knit, you know. So okay. that's pro- it's probably also helped. I'm trying to get to the fact, like I'm trying to find out if like. 
when one of those kids is handing you that vape and be like, hey, Jonathan, try this. Are you thinking, yes, I'm going to? Or are you thinking, no, I can't because God won't like it? Or do you think, I, I don't want this. It's just not for me. It's a little bit of God, like, you know, and it's like, I just don't want to. Okay. It's, it's, a, it's a mix of both. I got you. Well, listen, everybody needs a motivator. That's perfect. Um, I Listen, I'm not questioning it. This is working. You've never murdered a squirrel and buried it so people wouldn't see or anything weird, right? Jonathan, you never murdered what? a squirrel, right? Oh, no. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> like a... <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to make sure you don't have a mental illness, Jonathan, right? So I check to make sure you're not torturing small animals. I asked the question and there's this long pause and I'm like, uh-oh, we figured it out. <laughs> Someone watch this kid. Uh, but <laughs> oh my god, six three is a is a gift. Do you have a tall family, or are you the only one? Oh yeah, my uh, uncle who also has type one diabetes. He's he's pretty tall too. So mm. which which one and of they, the, which one of these sports are you thinking about in college? Tennis, right? Honestly, I'm not sure. I would, honestly, I'll probably end up trying out for either one. I don't think I'm a get a scholarship for either. So, mm, but Jonathan, here's what you're missing at an engineering school. It's not like Steffi Graf is showing up there. So you, you really might be able to see what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. There's their standards. What am I trying to say? You, you are athletic and smart. Doesn't happen like that. And I, I don't mean smart. Like now everybody's like my kid plays, and they smart. I'm not, I don't mean that. Like everybody, calm down. I mean like engineering smart. That's a different level of understanding, and and athletic is a mix. Like it is a mix you don't see often. My my son just graduated from college recently. He played baseball throughout school. He got a lot of money for playing baseball, and uh, his um, his major was quantitative economics. And you don't often hear somebody who can hit a baseball out of a minor league baseball stadium and understands whatever the hell quantitative economics is. So um, that's what I'm saying for you. This is you have a nice launch here. Do you don't screw this up, Jonathan? You're going to have a decent life. You excited? I guess when you put it that way, yeah. Yeah, man, think big. What kind of car do we want as an adult? Honestly, I really don't care. Something that I can that will work. Something that will get me point A, point A, point A to point B pretty easily. Jonathan, we're going to actually destroy. We're going to talk about your diabetes in a minute because I want to hear how you're managing everything and and everything you've gone through with the two different systems. But first, we have to continue playing this game. I'm going to give you a million dollars now. You have a million dollars. You're an adult. You're 23. Okay. You moving out of Kentucky or you staying? Honestly, I'd probably stay. All right. And the kind of car you have not important to you? Not really. What kind of, how big do you think you would like your house to be? Do you want some big crazy house or something small and manageable? Does it matter to you if it's new or old? Honestly, I'd kind of like a, maybe an older house that I I could kind of fix up and make how I wanted. Jonathan, I think you're going to have a problem when this comes out because every mom, every mom, every mom that hears this is going to try to figure out who you are and they're going to be sending their daughters to you. Do you see what I'm saying? They're going to be like, meet that boy right there. You don't want anything, a gold chain, a PlayStation in every room, nothing crazy comes to mind. No, not really. Wow. Good for you. I, you know what? If I had, if I had a bunch of money all of a sudden out of nowhere, 
I've said this before on here, so some people won't be surprised by it. I would collect my family up and ask them about their medical issues and then pay for them to go to boutique doctors to help them. That's the first thing I would do. I don't have any big thoughts either of like, oh, if I had a million dollars, you know what I would do? Like, you know, like I wear, like I have a sweatshirt that I'm wearing right now that's, I looked at it the other day and I thought, this has got to be 22 years old. Like, I could, I could afford a better sweatshirt. <laughs> and um, it just doesn't occur to me to replace it. I was talking to uh, somebody yesterday who might come on as an advertiser and um, they sell like, like clothing. It's nice clothing. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we'll send you some samples. And I was like, okay, thanks. And then I thought like, what am I going to do with that? <laughs> All right. What kind of music do you like? Uh, music. I generally listen to kind of hard rock music. What does that mean in 2023? Give me th- two or three bands that you like. Shinedown, Pop Evil, and Alter Bridge. Oh, see, we found where it's coming out. It's coming out through the music, right? See, if you were my age, you would have listened to, God, what were we listening to? Metallica, Pantera, uh, Sepultura, stuff like that. Stuff you probably don't even know about or care about anymore. Um, but it would have been similar. Did you see, all right, I'm testing you. Did you see the Leonard Skinner tribute at the Country Music Awards the other night? I did not. Yeah, that's an old person thing. I was testing. Okay, all right, all right. Um, <laughs> all right, you've been a good sport. Are you, you all right? You having a good time? Yeah, I'm having a great time. All right, cool. How did you end up doing this? Your mom forced you? My mom was like, oh, it'd be such a good idea for you to compare uh, Omnipod 5 to Control IQ because you've done both. I was like, yeah, sure. I guess I'll do it. And then, and then because you're so backed up and she's like having to schedule it out, this conversation happened probably February. Yeah. Late February, honestly. And so she scheduled me out to April and she's like, well, obviously he'll talk about anything. So if you don't end up talking about that, that's fine. And your mom likes so, the podcast. Uh, what was that? Your mom likes the podcast. Yeah, she listens to it. What's your a lot. What's your A1C? I think the last time it was like 6.3. Oh, that's really good. Good for you. That's excellent. I mean, seriously, you managing that on your own and a 6.3 and you're eating garbage, basically hot trash. <laughs> you just shovel it. You probably eat the box once in a while and don't even realize it doesn't taste any, <laughs> doesn't even taste any different, you know? So, okay, so you were on Basil IQ, then what did you do next? Once uh, Control IQ came out, it was right to Control IQ. Mm-hmm. And then at some point you tried Omnipod 5. Yes. But you're back on Control IQ. Yes. Okay. So I know what I think the differences in the system are. So I think I'm. it's going to be very interesting to hear what you say. So first tell me about the experience on Control IQ and how you find it, what you use as far as um, its capabilities and, and how you mo- you know monitor yourself and then how you kind of implement your ideas. Well, Control IQ, like it can do the auto bolses and stuff. It moves your basil up and down as you need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've put... No, Jonathan, you broke up. This, your, your hillbilly... Um, hold on, your, hill, so, your hillbilly Wi-Fi just broke up there for a second. Do you, uh, do you have like, are there like goats outside running on a wheel or something like that? Do you have to go feed them or... What what makes no. no? What makes that? Th- I'm just teasing you. Uh, you just broke up for a second. So, right. <laughs> Control IQ, go it again. So Control IQ, it like uh, it raises your blood sugar and stuff, and or not blood sugar, basil, and it um, 
uh, we keep ours mine in sleep mode all twenty four seven, so that tightens the like in range time of what the pump thinks is in range. So it will try and keep it a more steady line because it's not expecting like the activities and stuff of a regular day. Mm-hmm. And so that seems to help. Also in sleep mode, it doesn't do the auto bolluses. So it's not, and the auto bolluses are just the correction factor. And then I think it takes, it's only 60% of what it actually would be. Yeah. So honestly, I don't feel like that would be, it's too much of a difference without it. Have you, tried, the, have you ever tried running it out of sleep mode? We did at the beginning and we just decided that it'd be better on sleep mode and it, we just haven't changed it okay. back. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I like literally interviewed a person yesterday who said the exact same thing. Like, I know, I think the way they said it was, I know you're not supposed to do this, but I run control IQ in sleep mode 24 seven. And um, I've also had people on who are like, you don't have to do that. Like, I have a couple of really good episodes about Control IQ. One of them is called Control IQ Ninja. And I think one of them is called Lazy Control IQ Ninja. Um, but they were they're pretty helpful if you want to check them out. Uh, anyway, okay, so you're running it out of, like, not really in the automated mode the way they, I mean, the company's hoping, I guess you will. Um, but, yeah. but you're using it like that. You're, I mean, you're a 6'3". I mean, you know, that's astounding and it works for you do you use a lot of extended boluses or things like that not really like for some meals like i know like when i snack on popcorn or something i know that's always going to hit me slightly later so i'll bolus just a little bit up front for that and then do the rest extended Mm -hmm. sometimes i'll do it with pasta when i remember but yeah that's control like you lets you do an extended you don't have to bolus a second time Control IQ lets you do a two-hour extended bolus, and it'll let you switch the percentages however you need it. Okay. Okay. So then what makes you try Omnipod 5? Is it just the idea of like, oh, I could go back to tubeless? Yeah, tubeless was the main thing that drew me to Omnipod 5, and part of it was also the algorithm. And with the algorithm, like we were doing decently well, obviously we couldn't we put in our original settings and then it would just learn from there the reason we came back to control iq was that for us it felt like that it wouldn't stay consistent it like every time i switched a pod like it would be good and then i'd be low all the time and then it would be good again it's like it couldn't stay you know how long did you try it for uh, I think it was a few months. Did you hear my episodes about setting up the Omnipod 5 before you tried it? My mom may have, but I personally did not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, so it's, it's, it's incredibly important when you set up Omnipod 5 to really, really know your total daily insulin and to, and to give that to it. And it, it wants you to, I, I'm, 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 speaking generally here, but it wants you to be about 50-50 on your initial setup, 50% basal, 50% bolus. And then it wants you to, then it sort of makes the decisions after that. It figures out what it's doing and it goes from there. I know that people who start that way have a lot more success with it than not, but you're also manipulating the control IQ to a large degree. You're leaving it in sleep mode so it doesn't make auto boluses. Like you're, you're, adapting 
control IQ to your life the way you want it to. You're not just letting it run. And so when yeah. when you were letting Omnipod 5 run, you were getting lower? Yeah, it tended to push me low. Was that around activity or any specific time or just generally? I think it was just generally. Like, like I'd be stable for a little bit. It would go low. And sometimes I'd correct it. Sometimes I wouldn't. But I'd always end up going back up to be steady for a little bit. And it'd end up just being these kind of hills. Did you ever use an Omnipod before the algorithm? No, Omnipod 5 was the first Omnipod first I Omnipod. had. Did you try throwing it into manual mode to see what happened? Um, I can't remember if we did or not. We may have put it in manual mode for a little bit. Okay. I have a ton of episodes about Omnipod 5 that people should check out if they want, uh, including a three-part series overview settings and connectivity 736 737 738 there's an episode with somebody who um, set up their omnipod but then heard the the series and they did a reset so omnipod reset is 794 um what i'm what i'm going to tell you is that first of all you should use whatever works for you that's i mean i want your life to be easy so obviously it doesn't matter to me what you use but algorithms you know what not even algorithms Diabetes. You said it earlier. Settings. Everything's settings, right? Your your carb ratio, you have to have it right. Your basal needs to be right. Your correction factor needs to be right. You need to understand the difference between, you know, how, uh, I don't know, a piece of chicken with some beans and a potato are going to affect your blood sugar versus, you know, a pizza that comes out of a box at two o'clock in the morning. That even though maybe the pizza slice says it's 36 carbs and the potato and the chicken and everything seems like 36 carbs or whatever. It's not going to hit you the same way. That's settings. It's so important throughout diabetes, but really when you are setting up an algorithm, if your settings are off, like nothing's going to work. And what happens to a lot of people, doesn't sound like it happened to you, but what happens to a lot of people are they are also, they're kind of getting lucky or having good results by mistake sometimes. Like some people over basil themselves and then eat to the insulin and they'll say, oh, my A1C is good. It's low and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But that's not really right. Like your basil shouldn't be set in a way where you have to eat or something's going to go wrong. And that's just one example of uh, classically how how people with diabetes have sort of, I don't want to say cheated, but, you know, like they've got their settings wrong, but it's still in the end working for them, like quote unquote working for them. So you can't put bad settings into an algorithm and expect it to work because it's, it only knows what you told it. And if what you told it's not right, then your outcomes are going to be wrong. So anyway, I, but I'm happy that you found something you liked the tubeless nature of it. You, you do prefer that over wearing a tube pump. Yeah. Yeah. I think you'd ever try it again. Probably. It, that just depends. The future has got a bunch of, crazy new technologies so just oh. honestly depends on what comes out next yeah man there's going to be a lot of cool stuff that happens in your life with diabetes it's uh you're you got diabetes at the right time jonathan <laughs> do you ever think about it in terms like that do you ever think this isn't fair or i don't want this do you, do you have any psychological burdens from it not really like Honestly, the most psychological burden I've really had from it is like just not wanting to deal with it. But other than that, it's not been like too mentally hard on me. Would you describe yourself like that in other aspects of life? 
probably kind of like there's definitely things in life where like I just don't want to do it but like you know it's a responsibility that you just kind of have to do and get yourself to do it mm-hmm. so um would you describe yourself as uh what a anxious or nervous or any of that stuff no no do you worry about low blood sugars not at all i i trust the pump you could say with my life but that's kind of what it is yeah have you ever had a scary low no not not too crazy when do you start feeling your lows at what number so it depends on like kind of the blood sugars prior like if it was a drop from like 200 that we just kind of kept pushing and it just started to almost straight line down on the graph i could i can feel myself dropping fast like I'll get like the hungry sensation and stuff. Mm-hmm. But when I like, if it's kind of more cruising and then I just start going low, I can like, I'll also like the main symptom is like, I get hungry when I'm not normally hungry. And then sometimes I'll sweat. Like that's more of a nighttime symptom because mm-hmm. I'll wake up sweating and my blood sugar will be low. But is there a number where you're dizzy or disoriented or anything like that? No, not normally. If it's like low, low, like I'd say 50s, 40s, maybe. But like if it's just 60s and stuff, just kind of I'll be more of the hungry and wake up sweaty Hmm. sensations. So how often with what frequency do you think you see a 50 blood sugar? Honestly, not too often. It'll normally be like with an off day where either I've been super active or like I've been cruising high for a while. Just... Something out of the ordinary. Yeah. And something, it's not usually a falling 50. It's kind of like a glide to 50. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Uh, well, I mean, how would your blood sugar fall with all that crappy food in you, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will share this with you. Like I said, my son is 23, just turned 23 now. And he played baseball since he was four. So uh, in the spring, in the summer, in the fall. It was in the wintertime is the only time he wasn't on a baseball field. And there were normally winters after he hit probably like, I'd say probably 12, 13 years old. Even in the winter, he was in a cage swinging a bat constantly or throwing or working out or lifting or something like that. And he could eat rocks. Like if you fed my son rocks, he still looked like like a standing muscle. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then he graduated and uh, he kept working out for baseball for a while. He was thinking about going to grad school. He got a few grad school offers to play baseball. He didn't want to do that. He thought about going down south uh, to a pitching clinic because uh, his fastball was up to like 93. And he's like, maybe I'll take a shot at this. But then in the end, he just decided to take a job. And he and he went and took a job. And inside of like three months, he said to me, he's like, wow, I really have to be more careful about what I eat. And he didn't realize, like, he was eating a lot just to maintain, like, he was six feet, 200 pounds while he was playing. He's like, I can't, I can't carry this weight. He's like, I, first of all, I hate eating all this food. And he's like, and um, he's like, I don't want to be this big. He's like, I'm going to get, like, I'm going to get soft in five seconds. So he, um, he dropped 10 pounds and um, he's, he's happier now, but he's also cooking for himself and making meals. And cause he's, he's also trying to save money, you know, so he's. He's pre- preparing meals on the on the weekend and taking them to work with him during the week and stuff like that. But yeah, my my point was, Jonathan, 
your body won't let you do that forever. So be careful. Yeah. Okay. And you would use less insulin if you ate cleaner foods too. Yeah, but you know, tends so. to be more expensive because America convenience. Is that is is expense part of the issue? I mean, if four four, no. four kids, it's a lot of kids to take care of. Yeah, I don't think expense really is like I know my parents follow like a budget and stuff, so mm-hmm. I don't think expense is too much of an issue. Okay. We have good insurance, so like we get most of my stuff for free. So cool. Well, that's not something we have to worry about. Now, Jonathan, that's interesting. If you said to me, what do you pay for insulin? I don't think I pay probably like $20 every time we get insulin, right? But I also mm-hmm. have insurance on myself, my wife, still my son for a little longer, and my daughter. And um, out of my pocket, I think that costs like $8,000 a year just for the insurance. Then I have co-pays and deductibles to reach. And probably by the end of the year, I'm guessing my insurance costs me twelve, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000. But when you, the day you buy the insulin, you're like, oh, look, it was free. <laughs> so it's not free, Jonathan, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. But you'll be an engineer. You'll be able to pay for it. And you're going to hopefully if it goes right, Jonathan, if you listen to me, you're going to be an engineer <laughs> with what I'm going to say is like a five eleven volleyball playing wife who also has a good career. It's all you got to do. You want her to be blonde or do you not care? I honestly don't care. If she plays volleyball, she's going to be blonde, Jonathan. So maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll get away from the volleyball then if you don't care. Cause you're going to get, you, <laughs> do you think, what do you think about generalizing Jonathan? Are you a fan of it or do you find it repulsive? <laughs> I, don't, I don't really care. Like it's a good way to describe it. Uh, so like I have a, a, I have a, a group ser- of people. I have a real question for you here that you don't, I mean, seriously, think about it for a second. You don't have to answer. Okay. How much of political correctness touches you at 16? Do you feel it the way older generations do? Or do you not? What's my question here? If someone wants you to refer to them by a pronoun, or if someone wants you to um, do something that seems just not how it would occur to you, like when that happens in my my family, my kids are just like, oh yeah, whatever, that's fine, and that's a I think a real generational thing. Like there's no um, no judgment, no like, well, this is what I think. Like I find kids your age to just be like, yeah, man, live and let live, whatever. And and I, I don't just mean about pronouns, but about everything. Do you find yourself just going with the flow societally? I don't know if any of that made sense to you because you're 16. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess, like, kind of just, like, going with, I guess you could say the crowd, like, just kind of shallantly moving with them, you know. Personally, I don't take, like, a side either way, but, like, if somebody asked me to refer to them away, I'm like, cool, I'll do that. It's, like, not a big deal to me. I don't yeah. really care that much right. about that kind of stuff. Stuff like color and sexuality, like, just is meaningless to your generation, right? Yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you look at it, yeah. It's terrific, actually, Jonathan. I just, like, I grew up in the 70s. Like, when I was 16, it was, jeez, uh, 86, 87, maybe. And, like, if somebody said, like, anything, like, like oh, Bill is gay. Everybody would be like, oh, my God, Bill's gay. Like, like it would be it would be like a whole thing. 
Do you know what I mean? Like um, this, yeah. you know, it, it really, the world was like just an incredibly different place. Not that long ago. And I'm, I'm very um, like heartened by how well your generation and the generation ish before you too has just decided like, and I don't even know if they've decided, I think it's just the way it is, but all that crap is gone and I'm thrilled it's gone. Like, so I'm, it's very nice. I think it, it unburdens you to just live and not be running around taking your opinion or your judgment or like, meanwhile, nobody even has an opinion. They just, they form one because it's asked of them. That's what you guys don't do anymore. You just go right on. Like, that's what, that's what they said. Then, then good. And, um, I think that's really terrific. So, I mean, we just got to keep you off the meth, right? I mean, it's Kentucky in this, right? I mean, uh, we're not, we're not lying. Are we here, Jonathan? I got to keep you away from Yeah. 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 yeah, Right. Like, so, um, (laughs) That, that's cool. You want your teeth, Jonathan. I just want to say that right now. Um, seriously. So what have I not asked you about so far? You've hit like everything. Do I talk too fast for you or you were okay? No. Yeah. I, I can understand you. <laughs> understand me. I didn't mean like I was from <laughs> Mars. I was like, not like well, I was like going people. Well, I, I know that like some people in the deep South, they like talk really slow and it's hard for them to understand people who generally talk faster in a million years, like I would not have, you have no accent that I can discern. Like, I don't hear anything at all. Like, do you feel like you're like, sound like you have a piece of straw in your mouth and you're wearing a hat or no? I don't think I sound like that. No, you don't. Uh, you you could have told me you were from Connecticut. I would have been like, all right. Uh, sounds all right <laughs> to me. Why did I pick Connecticut? Oh, I'm doing a speaking thing in Connecticut at the end of the month. That's why. That's in my head. It's a private thing. I can't tell you. Um, I don't think the group wants it uh, made public, so I won't tell you about it. But it's really interesting. That was nice of me to say it was really interesting, but I won't tell you. <laughs> Jonathan, I'm doing this really culturally interesting thing that I will not be telling you about. I'm going to tell you after the recording's over because that was not fair to you. The rest of you are screwed. You're not going to get to know. Um, have you ever listened? Has your mom ever said, like, hey, listen to this episode? Not really, but she has, like, when the- uh, because we're in a small town, we go to an endo in Lexington, Kentucky. So that's about an hour and a half drive or so. And she'll put the podcast. I hope the, I hope the radio in the car works better than this internet connection today. Listen huh? to those episodes. Okay. But, yeah. All right. So back to my question that I wrote down from earlier, are you annoyed by like, how is your mom? Like one of those moms who's like the guy on the podcast, or does she talk about me? Like I'm a person in your life or anything like that. Not really. She's just like, I heard this on the podcast and like, maybe we could try it. I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah. I don't really find it annoying. She seems like a really good mom. Do you think she is? Yeah. She's a great mom. Yeah. But I mean, are you saying that because she's your mom or have you witnessed other mothers and you're like, I got a better one? I haven't really. Not willing to out, not willing to out any of your friends for having a wacky mom. Huh? Okay. That was nice. That was nice. I, I just like there's sometimes people come on and they're like, oh, my, like, oh, like it's constant, like the podcast, Scott. I don't know who the hell is Scott. Like your dad hasn't said anything like stop already. And that is my, and I'm going to let you answer that. Then I have another question. My dad, he's kind of more on the sideline with the diabetes, but like he, he also follows my Dexcom numbers. So and he he roughly knows like what I have to do. And so. Mm-hmm. So that was going to be my next question. Your dad's not that involved with all this? Not really, because he, 
honestly, most of the time he's at work. He works like eight to five. So he's at work a lot of the time. So he's not like always at home having, being able to like kind of hover over me. Yeah. He should get a podcast. It, it frees up all kinds of time in the middle of the day. So, um, you think your dad, what kind of podcast would your dad had if he started one? He is a, he was a history professor. Now he's the department chair at the college. So oh, very cool. I'd, I'd say that either something like with history or education. That's excellent. Are you, so you come from an academic, but what's your mom do? Uh, she's a, uh, an aide at the local elementary school and uh, an adjunct at an online adjunct at a community college in Mississippi. Very nice. Oh, that's excellent. Oh wow! Oh, you're um. You said you have younger brothers and sisters. How old are they? Uh, the youngest just turned nine, and my sister is eleven, and my brother is thirteen. Do you think that they have any impact from your diabetes? They definitely see it. Like, there's no doubt about that, and they like know about it. My youngest, my youngest brother sometimes says that he wishes he has diabetes so he could eat snacks whenever he wants, but that's, about that's it. not true. Yeah, yeah. Do you think, um, do you think any of them, have they ever like confided in you? Are they scared it's going to happen to them? It's probably one of the thoughts that's like the very back of their head. They do, they don't seem like too worried about it or anything. So You've never spoken about it with them though? Not really. Gotcha. Are they all like you? Are they like tall and smart and nice? Most of them have good. Uh, they all have good grades. Yeah. But, Jonathan, yeah. you you don't understand yet. Six three is a it's a pass. Like you won. Like you, you know that Willy Wonka. You ever know the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, where uh, you mm-hmm. know you know yeah, and they come and they give a golden ticket to somebody. That yeah. that six three is a golden ticket. You have no idea. Oh, Jonathan, I'm jealous. Do you understand? The girls are going to line up at college to go out with a 6'3", Jonathan. They're just going to be like, oh, my God, he's so tall. Hey, how's your face? Is it okay? You know what I mean. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, 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 all right. So you got a good face, and you're tall, and you're athletic. How much you weigh at 6'3"? Uh, around 170 or so. All right, we'll put a couple pounds on you, right? Like, just kind of fill it, because you're not at the age. You're still growing. Is your dad bulky? Is it going to be okay? Or are you going to be like, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, my dad's pretty bulky. You got the world by the balls. Do you know that term? Do you know? Do you know that? Yep. Do you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh man, I hate you. <laughs> what do you think of that? <laughs> oh man, if your dad was my son's dad, you'd be watching my son play center field on a professional baseball field right now. <laughs> I was the thing holding my kid back. I, I held it. My my wife. My wife is five nine. That's tall for a lady. You don't know that, but it is. And um and every guy in her family, nice and tall, over here. Here I am, five nine. My son grows up to six feet and stops. I know he's pissed at me. He's like, I'm telling you, I've, you have no idea. If my son was two inches taller, he literally would be playing baseball right now. And I, if he ever hears this, he's going to be like, yeah, you son of a bitch. You fucked me up. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> hey, that's a good question. You guys curse? My friends do a lot, but I keep it more moderate. And around Not the house? Much. Anything around the house? What's the harshest word you hear around the house? Probably like dang it or something. They don't curse very much. Dang it. I'll be darned. Yeah. That's something else. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite curse word? You don't have to say it. You can just allude to it. 
the one you probably like. For. I don't know, honestly. No, how about, is it happen when you're angry, trying to be funny? Like I said, I don't curse very much, but Jesus, I'm just gonna look outside, Jonathan. There's a line on the situation. There's a line of women and their daughters outside of your house right now. I swear to you. Like as soon as this goes up, just they're gonna be out there like locust. You're gonna have to call the cops to get rid of them. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You're really amazing. I would. Um, I feel like talking to you. I feel like I've done a bad job with my kids. (laughs) I was like, oh my god. I mean, unless you snap and shoot a bunch of people, you and I don't think it's happening. You seem like you're together. Hey, if I said to you, of your friends, which one's going to snap? Does one jump into your head right away? Uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, good stuff, man! I you're terrific. Tell your mom she was right. I usually I get notes like her note says. Let me read it to you. There's a question you fill out when you're coming in about topics you want to cover. She says, I'm filling this out for myself, but I think, but I am thinking maybe it would be best to have my son, Jonathan, on, who has type one. He will be 16 years old when you're recording. She goes on, I read this, Jonathan, and from my perspective, I'm like, uh-oh, here we go. Proud mom. She's going to put this kid on. He's going to be a marble mouth. isn't going to say anything. I'm going to be dragging questions out of him. I'm not going to be able to joke because he's not going to understand. And you were just terrific. Like, really good. Tell your mom. She was spot on about this and, every, and everything else. And I definitely think she's not a layabout. Just so you know, um, a layabout. Is that a word people use? How did, where did that even come from? Let's look it up together for a second. <laughs> layabout. Uh, ooh, derogatory British term, a person who habitually does little or no work. Yeah, I was right. And I think we all know what creep is, so we don't have to look that up. <laughs> yeah, but um, <laughs> all right. So I don't know what to ask you. I do. Wait, I'm sorry. I do know what to ask you. Can you hang for just a couple more minutes? Yep. All right. Air, I heard the South that time. You were like, yep. <laughs> that I got it there. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, movies. Do kids your age care about going to a movie theater? Kind of, sort of. Like, it depends if there's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it won't, it's not the most. Like, here, we don't have that crazy big movie theater. It's like, a, I think it's six or seven, maybe six or seven theaters. I'm not sure, honestly, because it's been a few, it's been a while since I've been. Yeah. So you don't go to movies frequently then? No, not frequently. Hey, your generation is ruining something that I love. It's okay. Don't worry about it. <clears throat> I mean, how about rap music? You like rap music? Oh, yeah. I like it. Yeah. Let's be controversial. It's, it's not my go to. Let's, let's be controversial. All right. We'll be controversial for a second, though. Kanye is terrific, right? Yeah, he's got good music. Oh my god, just it just pumps. He is a, appears to be a terrible person, but um, but the music is ridiculously good. Did you see the other day that he tweeted that he saw a movie with Jonah Hill in it, and he's now doesn't have a problem with Jewish people anymore? I did see that. He's out of his mind. It's yeah. fantastic. I was like, "What are you saying?" Um, like just not ironically, he meant it. He, he, I saw 21 Jump Street and all that stupid stuff I've been saying for the last six months. Forget it. It's like, I'm like, oh my God, you need help, friend. But those songs are, I mean, my God, you could put Kanye on forever. And it just, you could put on his first album and not know any of the songs and listen to it straight through. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. 
But I mean, just really like he's a genius. And it, I mean, they say there's a thin line between what madness and genius. And I mean, he's, he jumps on both sides of that line. That's for sure. Um, yeah. Anyway, I am not buying a pair of $200 plastic shoes. I don't give a crap how good the music is, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, all right, man. I, you know what's happening right now? I'm out of stuff to ask you, but I don't want you to leave. <laughs> I'm, I'm, enjoying, <laughs> I'm enjoying your company. <laughs> oh my god hey you don't know how to edit audio do you i could hire you <laughs> you want to edit the podcast oh my god teach yourself how to use some editing software i'll hire you to edit the podcast <laughs> i would love to talk to you every day how did you uh how much did you hate me or how did this go for you i i enjoyed myself it was fun good good i'm glad i i, I want to tell you like i'm obviously not your parents and i have no you know no right to tell you i'm proud of you but I, uh, for a person I met an hour and 10 minutes ago, I am very proud of you. Like the way you're handling your blood sugars and, you know, the responsibility, um, and the pressure seems to roll right off your back about it. Like I'm very impressed. It's, um, really something, man. You're, you should be really, really proud of yourself. I hope you are. Thanks, man. Oh, no. I, I do appreciate that. Of course. Do you feel it ever? Do you ever look up and think, man, I'm doing more than kids my age people adults too like you know what i mean like being yeah you know what i'm saying I, kind of like i I just kind of see it around me like i wish somebody else would kind of know and like step up kind of you know tell me what that means you need help well no it's not that i need help it's just like if more people like realized if they just did this that would like lessen somebody else's burden just like this much or something like that you, like i see that stuff you're worried about other people uh kind of yeah. like oh wait a minute i'm you sorry know, you have friends like, you have friends with type one who aren't doing as well as you are well it's, it's not that they're doing it not doing as well but it's like i know like i don't want to be overbearing on like this huge group of people that i know like i could help so i like I kind of step back, but not really. And I like I I just see something, and I'm like, I know if such such and such did this; it would help yeah. this or that, you know. Just as like a group of whole or whatever. Do you think it's kind of a lead by example thing? Do you think that them seeing you, you know, take bolusing seriously when you guys are together and you're eating or something or testing your blood sugar once in a while? If you're like, I'm not sure if my CGM's right, let me check. Like, do you think that makes it easier for them to maybe do it themselves? Yeah, I feel like if you just like do something around people more, it's you know lead by example. They're yeah. gonna see that and they'll be like, "Oh, it's it's all right to do this or that," you know. I, I will tell it's you, like, good. It's also like doing it around other people, like just being comfortable about who you are, you know. Yeah, like you don't need to be embarrassed of something you can't control. I think it's a big deal uh, in general, but around diabetes specifically that you don't hide your diabetes. I think it's, uh, yeah. it's very important for you psychologically. I, I will tell you that I I've spoken to a lot of adults who have friends who have type one. This is a common message from people. Uh, you know, I'm in a group, you know, I have four or five friends who have type one diabetes and I see them not taking care of themselves and it breaks my heart and I don't know what to do. Like that's not an uncommon thing to have happen. And I, I know you're not saying your friends are just ignoring it, but you're seeing little things where you're like, Oh, if they just did this or, you know, man, that's 30 carbs. It's not 20, like that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that that's nice of you to be concerned. And um, 
I, I think it's incumbent upon me to tell you that you are not responsible for other people. So don't let it burden you, but don't let it stop you from caring either. You don't need me to tell you this. You're parented so well. I'm sure your mom, <laughs> sure your mom has that embroidered in a pillow somewhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> are the other ones going to turn out good too? The younger ones? Or is one of them getting off the rails? They all seem on the rails right now. but nice. I don't know no, They're not in high school yet. Ah, when and that's when the pressure comes. You think? I think like middle, like middle middle school. I guess mm-hmm. sounds weird. No, it doesn't. And then like high school, you know, I feel like that's when they start like getting almost like the kind of the real world. Not like it's not necessarily like real world, but you get it's a whole slew of like new things you have to deal with to stay away from and stuff. You know, you saw weed in middle school. You did, right? Vaping? It was probably vaping. Vaping. Okay. The most. I did see vaping in middle school. Do you think your mom would be surprised by any of this stuff? Honestly, probably not. No. She like, knows. Obviously, like when she was in school and stuff, it wasn't like as bad as it was. It was more of cigarettes and stuff, but now it's the vapes. So it just kind of changes over time. Yeah. Uh, do you think she'd be shocked that you said cocaine earlier? Uh, maybe. Yeah. My, my kids tell me it's everywhere. Like, like just everywhere. My, my son was like, it was in college. Like it was, my daughter talked about, like you hear people talking about in high school, you know, at college again, uh, friend groups, you gotta, you have to have a really, my daughter had to have a pretty small, my son too, like a pretty small friend group to avoid stuff like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, Man, I don't know. You're terrific. Like, I know it sounds weird, but you really are. Like, go forth and prosper or whatever. And uh, I will. Uh, what did I promise to tell you when we got off here? Oh, where I'm going to speak. It's, it's, not, yeah. that, it's not that exciting, but I'll, I'll tell you in a second. Uh, thank you so much for doing this, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Cool. Hold on. Hey, how great was Jonathan? Thank you so much, Jonathan, for coming on the show and sharing your story. Also, I'm going to thank Dexcom. Dexcom.com slash juicebox. You can wear the same CGM that Arden is wearing. The Dexcom G7. Or you can go get the G6. Doesn't matter to me. Whatever you want, they got at Dexcom.com slash juicebox. Don't forget to check out the Diabetes Pro Tip series at juiceboxpodcast.com, diabetespro-tip.com, or between episode 1000 and 1026 in your audio player. If you're looking for community, look no farther than the Juicebox Podcast private Facebook group, Juicebox Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes. But it's for everybody, really. If you have Type 1, Type 2, LADA, gestational, I don't care. Come on over. Meet one of the 43,000 members and get started today. If you have Type 2 or pre-diabetes, the Type 2 Diabetes Pro Tip Series from the Juicebox Podcast is exactly what you're looking for. Do you have a friend or a family member who is struggling to understand their type 2 and how to manage it? This series is for them. Seven episodes to get you on track and up to speed. Episode 860, series intro. 864, guilt and shame. Episode 869, medical team. 874, fueling plan. Episode 880, diabetes technology. Episode 885, GLP-1s, metformin and insulin. And in episode 889, we talk about movement. This episode is with me and Jenny Smith, 
Of course, you know Jenny is a certified diabetes care and education specialist. She's a registered and licensed dietitian, and Jenny has had type 1 diabetes for over 30 years. Too many people don't understand their type 2 diabetes, and this series aims to fix that. Share it with a friend or get started today.